What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. Today, I'm going to be going through a fantasy football special on the podcast with everyone getting really excited about the upcoming NFL season and the thought of sports coming back. I thought it was only appropriate to start getting everyone prepared for the fantasy football season. I'm going to be going through my top five quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, defense, and kickers, along with five sleepers and five busts, all through PPR format. If you haven't done so already, please go give my Instagram at English Encore Podcast a follow, all one word. You can also check out today's live session I had with Bishop Tyman, football head coach and athletic director Joe Licata. Really good stuff there. You can hear about the story about how Vince Young actually stole his cleats one time. Very funny stuff. So let's just get right into it today. I'm going to be starting off with the quarterbacks. So in PPR format, which I think a lot more people are playing nowadays just because everyone likes a little bit of a higher scoring game than you know in the 70s, 80s all the time. I feel like in PPR, you're usually scoring between the 120 to 130 range with the occasional teams that get in the 160 to 190, even the occasional 200 game when every one of their players goes off. I feel like most leagues standardly now it's one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, a flex, a kicker, and a defense. Um, a few of the leagues I'm in have two flex players. It really depends. But I'm just going to be going through and giving you my personal tips um, just based on previous fantasy season stats, um, expert predictions, and just my personal opinion about what players are going to do this year based on their current situation. So starting off with the quarterbacks, I think it's pretty easy to outline the top two quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are easy. It's not only the top two quarterbacks in fantasy, but two of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I have Patrick Mahomes at number one and Lamar Jackson number two. Uh, the biggest reason for this is I just feel that um, Kansas City is in a little bit of an easier division and they throw the ball a ton more um, than the Ravens do, especially the Ravens having Mark Ingram and now J.K. Dobbins that they just drafted. I also think that they want to prevent Lamar from running as much just because he is getting into um, the prime of his career and they want to make sure he can last long term. We saw what happened with RG3 when he continued to run going forward. It's a very skinny, scary type situation, um, especially the way he's built. He's not the most, um, you know, athletic quarterback as far as you know size-wise. Obviously, he's super um, athletic and like being able to make people miss and whatnot. But as far as a physical build, he's not, you know, like a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Allen, um, those bigger type quarterbacks that can take a hit better. So I feel like Mahomes should be number one with Jackson falling shortly behind at number two. I also think Mahomes actually might run a little bit more this year. I know he's coming off that ankle issue, but, you know, coming off the Super Bowl, we saw in the playoffs his ability to run and get out of the pocket. And I think he's just a more accurate passer than Lamar Jackson as well. Um, number three, I have Dak Prescott. Um, he was a top five fantasy quarterback last year. Um, I actually had him on a few of my teams, did really well for me. And adding C.D. Lamb definitely helps bring back his favorite target, Amari Cooper, to go along with Michael Gallup. And you have Zeke and Tony Pollard coming out of the backfield. Still a little bit of a question mark at tight end because they did lose Jason Witten. 
However, they still have a very good offensive line and a weaker division as well that Dallas is in with not great defenses. So um, I think he'll succeed. Russell Wilson, somehow people always overlook Russell Wilson. I have him at number four just because he does have the running ability. And Seattle sneakily has a very good offense. You know, Tyler Lockett's a guy that a lot of people sleep on. You can get him later in rounds. Um, DK Metcalf really showed himself last year. They have an influx of running backs, whether it's Chris Carson, Rashard Penny. They brought back Marshawn Lynch. They had CJ Proceise, Travis Homer, um, all guys that are very good at catching the ball. Jacob Hollister, Will Disley at tight end. Um, I know they both battled some injury issues, but their offensive line is also not terrible. Seattle still has a very good defense as well, so um, I think Russell Wilson should still be top five. And then the number five position was very hard because I was looking at a guy like Deshaun Watson. However, I think losing DeAndre Hopkins um, could really hurt him because Hopkins is a guy that he always turned to. Will Fuller and Kenny Stills both have had injury issues. Same thing with Brandon Cooks, who they just brought in. Um, my number five quarterback, actually, for fantasy series, Kyler Murray. I thought he did some really good things year one. Um, Christian Kirk continues to develop at wide receiver. They still have Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald at wide receiver. They're still going strong. They just added DeAndre Hopkins, one of the top five receivers in the NFL. And then they also have some good depth at the running back position. They got Kenyon Drake last year from Miami. There's another uh, area where... You know, they're a little iffy at tight end, but I think that they'll be okay. His running ability really makes him why I feel he is a top five for fantasy this year. So that would be my top five for quarterbacks. Going into running backs, this is another difficult part, but I think number one and two are also very easy. Um, Christian McCaffrey at number one, he's the do-it-all back. Um, he's league MVP consideration last year and will be going forward again, you know, Guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, hit the hole up the middle, or bounce it outside. Especially in the new offense, no more Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more dumping it off to McCaffrey as you saw him do when he was in New Orleans with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Especially because they don't have, you know, a Michael Thomas like they did in New Orleans when Bridgewater was there. You know, they have DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Um, they got rid of Greg Olson, so. Um, I think McCaffrey's definitely going to be more of a feature again this year. Um, Saquon Barkley is my number two. Even with a terrible offensive line, he still managed to put up top fantasy numbers and missing games. Um, when he's fully healthy, he's definitely a top two fantasy back and top two running back in the NFL, in my opinion. I think that Daniel Jones going into year two and first real year as the guy, um, now that Eli Manning is retired, I feel that Saquon's only going to take that next step both on the field and, you know, yardage-wise, but and the fantasy world as well. Um, they're another team that doesn't have huge weapons at wide receiver at Jones' disposal, so Saquon's going to get involved a lot and in the receiving game as well. Delvin Cook is my number three with the Vikings losing Stephon Diggs. I think they want to get Cook more involved in not only the run game, but in the pass game as well. Cook's biggest issue has always been his health, but as you saw last year when he was fully healthy, he is one of the premier backs in the NFL. Number four, I have Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry's proved me wrong in a lot of ways. You know, I really used to think he really wasn't that good, and he would have a few explosive games where he'd go for 200 yards and then a lot of subpar games, but last year he really um 
uh, made me a believer in him, especially with Ryan Tannehill coming back. He's not a guy that's going to wow you with his arm, as we saw in the playoffs. They won games pretty much on the legs of Derrick Henry. They also got rid of Deion Lewis, which shows me that they want to get Henry involved more in the passing game as well. And then number five, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised because you could easily put Ezekiel Elliott here, Nick Chubb. But I actually went with Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is one of the most underappreciated players in the NFL and in fantasy. You saw what he did last year when Melvin Gordon held out. The Chargers still were fine without him from an offensive perspective. And I think that he's only going to take a step up this year, especially with Gordon gone. They really don't have a great number two behind him. You know, I know they have talked to LaShawn McCoy. They do have Justin Jackson. However, Eckler is definitely going to be that guy. And if Tyrod Taylor is the guy, you know that he loves throwing to the running back and tight ends based on his time in Buffalo and Cleveland. Not to mention if Justin Herbert ends up being the guy at some point or at the start of the season, the best thing to do for him is give Eckler the ball or have that security blanket for him. So I think Austin Eckler is a lock to be a top five running back this year in fantasy. Um, wide receiver top five is always very tricky as well just because you really can't go wrong with a lot of guys in top 10 um, every year it's pretty much the same guys with the occasional guy breaking through my number one receiver is Michael Thomas you know Drew Brees and him easily have the best connection in the NFL now um, you know I thought DeAndre Hopkins and Watson were probably the best as far as connection going um, just because both Clemson guys really seem to get along. But now with him moving on, Michael Thomas, definitely the guy, um, puts up monstrous numbers. Even with Emmanuel Sanders there, I think that only helps Michael Thomas just because I think that will draw less double teams on him, and he's a very good route runner. Number two, I have Julio Jones. Uh, Julio is still one of the most physical and greatest receivers in the NFL today and of all time. I uh, especially think with you know Dan Quinn, his uh the coaching hot seat for him is very high. Um, he's probably on his last limbs there in Atlanta if he doesn't get something going. So I think they're going to continue to try to get Julio the ball. That offense, you've seen the way it runs. It's a lot of passing. You know, with Devontae Freeman leaving, you really don't have that go-to running back. I know they really like the running back Smith a lot, and they brought in Todd Gurley as well. But Gurley's obviously had injury issues in his past, and I think that Julio Jones is definitely going to be the go-to guy even with Kelvin Ridley still there. Then number three, I have DeAndre Hopkins. The only reason I have him at three and not higher in the two or one spots because you don't know about the connection with him and Kyler Murray. However, I think Hopkins is such a great receiver that no matter where he goes, he's going to put up numbers. Um, there are some great cornerbacks in the division he's in, which also gives me a little bit cause concern of putting him higher, but he's still DeAndre Hopkins, and I still think he's going to do his thing. Number four, I have Tyreek Hill. Um, he's the most explosive wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Cheetah speed, um, very tough to guard. He can run the ball with reverses, catch pitches, um, return game, do it all, go deep, run slant routes, run out routes. Um, Mahomes always is looking for him and Travis Kelsey. And especially with what Watkins was able to do last year in the playoffs, seeing what Damian Williams was able to do and then adding the running back they did in the first round, um, I think that'll actually take a little bit more pressure off Tyreek Hill and, and create for more explosive plays. Number five was very tough because I wanted to put either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, but I didn't want to disrespect either one of them because they're both going to be great this year in Tampa. But I actually went with Devontae Adams. You know, Aaron Rodgers definitely isn't going to be too happy with how the Packers drafted 
drafting a quarterback in the first and a running back in the second when they already have Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Adams has always been the go-to guy with Rodgers, and because they didn't add anyone else, he's going to continue to be that guy. Um, I know he had some injury issues last year, but going into the season fully healthy, I think Devontae Adams is a top-five receiver. Going into tight ends, this is probably the easiest one to do just because the top three are always the same pretty much every single year. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz. It's really a matter of where you put them. I have Travis Kelsey at one, Kittle at two, and Ertz at three. Um, I thought Ertz took a step back last year just because he was battling some injuries. Wentz wasn't fully healthy all the time. Um, The receivers were really banged up, so Ertz really got focused, I think, this year. Since they added some more speed on the outside and their running back, Miles Sanders, I think is going to be a big part for them. I'm in the offense and Wentz is healthy. I think Ertz will go back to being where he was. I still think he'll be number three, though. George Kittle is pretty much the focus of the San Francisco offense. They really do like to uh, run and pound the ball, especially now with Raheem Mostert. They traded away Matt Breida. They have Tevin Coleman. And I think Samuel's a really good piece for them. But losing Emmanuel Sanders, I think Kittle's going to get even more looks. But Travis Kelsey's always been Mahomes' go-to guy. Um, He's even a guy that when he gets out of the goal line, we've seen him get some fullback carries before. But he's the big red zone target for Kansas City. That's why I have him at number one. Um, Number four, I have Darren Waller of the Vegas Raiders. He really turned it on last year. He's a great story on hard knocks. Big body tight end. Uh, I think Jason Witten going there is also going to help him. Um, develop his game and Derek Carr's go-to guy has pretty much been him I know they drafted Henry Ruggs he's really going to be their speed guy downfield but other than that they don't have any huge threats there so Darren Waller's guy and then Mark Andrews for Baltimore is another guy that Lamar Jackson really uh, leaned on last year that not a lot of people knew about I think he's going to continue building that chemistry with Lamar Jackson and be a top five tight end fantasy wise and then going through defense and kickers quickly um I think this is kind of where it gets tricky because me personally, I'm a person that changes defenses or kickers a lot during the year unless you get the top tier um, kickers or defense just because outside of the top five defense and kickers, the point difference between the guys isn't really a ton. You will have guys that occasionally get 15 to 20 points um, from a defense or a kicker. But most, I feel like, are hovering around that 8 to 10 points each and every week. But if you do grab a defense, you better have a second one in hand because you don't want to be dropping these ones. Um, the 49ers defense is clearly the best in the NFL. Created a ton of turnovers last year and are going to only create more this year. Um, you know, I think they're motivated coming off the Super Bowl loss. and They have a great defensive coordinator. So I think they're number one. The Steelers at number two. T.J. Watt is really anchoring that defense. They have Casey Hayward, um, Joe Hayden, uh, Edmonds on the back end. So, you know, I think that they're going to continue going forward. They drafted Devin Bush last year. The Buffalo Bills at number three. They have one of the best, if not the best, secondary in the NFL with Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, and Tredavious White. They have Josh Norman coming back into a system with Sean McDermott which he accelerated at in Carolina and maybe could potentially return to a top 15, 20 cornerback. They also do have Levi Wallace. And then you look at the Patriots, even though they lost Tom Brady, their defense is still elite with the McCordys, Stephon Gilmore, um, guys like that. They did lose Kyle Van Noy at the linebacker's position, so that worries me a little bit. But I still think they're going to be a top five defense. They were a defense last year. 
that would explode for games, give you 20, 30 points sometimes in PPR format. And then the Ravens at number five for me, really good corners on the outside and Humphrey and Marcus Peters. And then you added Calais Campbell in the trade with the Jaguars. Um, I know they did lose C.J. Mosley last year to the Jets, but they still have a very solid linebacking core. They uh, brought back Matthew Judon, so I think they're also going to be good. You know, Harbaugh's a great coach. And then kickers really quickly. Um, I don't really need to go into too much detail, but these have just been the guys that have been the most consistent. Um, I think Justin Tucker is pretty much widely noted as the best kicker in the NFL. So I have him at number one, Will Lutz of the Saints at two, Harrison Butker of the Kansas City Chiefs at three, Robbie Gold of the 49ers at four, and then old reliable Matt Prater of the Detroit Lions at five. And then probably the biggest thing people want to know about is sleepers and busts, just because when you're drafting, when you get in those middle to late rounds, you got to find those guys that can really make or break you going into the playoffs or in the championship games. So I'm going to start off with the sleepers. Um, no particular order for these five guys, but Darius Geis is a guy that I'm pretty high on. I know he's had a lot of injury history, and it's a big if, but if he stays healthy, the way Ron Rivera has run offenses in Carolina, um, to me, shows you that Geis could be a productive running back for them. Just because you look at who he's had in Carolina, you look at the Jonathan Stewarts, the D'Angelo Williams, the Christian McCaffreys of the world. Um, if Geis can emulate any of what any of those guys did over there, he's going to be a great pick for someone late. Adrian Peterson's kind of on his last leg. You know, Chris Thompson was there. Simon J. Pirine's there. They're more of receiving type backs. Geis has shown the ability that he can do both in the receiving game and on the ground. So if he can stay healthy, I'd watch out for him. Um, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills is a guy that I think a lot of people are high on just from the running perspective. They added Stephon Diggs. I think he's only going to continue to get better going forward. He gets almost 8 to 10 rushing touchdowns per year. So he's a guy you definitely want to keep an eye on if you can snag after those top 5 to 7 quarterbacks go off the board. Tyler Boyd, the wide receiver for Cincinnati, is a guy I've always been very high on. With A.J. Green coming back and drafting T. Higgins, um, I think, and obviously drafting Joe Burrow to be their new quarterback. Um, Boyd's a guy and a guy that gets hidden, but he's always been productive no matter who's been at the quarterback, whether it's been Dalton, A.J. McCarron, whoever it may be, he's put up the numbers. Every time A.J. Green goes down, Boyd's been the guy to, you know, carry the workload as far as the receiving position goes. And if anything, if A.J. Green and Higgins were both healthy because they both had some injury issues, Higgins in college and Green obviously over the past few years in the NFL, Boyd's going to be that guy that's going to get the single coverage matchups that can really excel for them. Um, Cooper Cup is another sleeper for me. They traded away Brandon Cooks. It's really just him and Robert Woods. Uh, Cup's always been a guy that Jared Goff has leaned on, and I think Sean McVay is going to find a way to get him more involved this year um, after the Rams came off of a very down year after they were in the Super Bowl just a few short years ago. And then a sleeper at the tight end position, Jonu Smith of the Tennessee Titans is a guy that really uh, – popped off last year um, that I really liked watching. He's a guy that actually got some carries out of the backfield when Derrick Henry was out, and then was a guy that Tannehill was able to find a lot in the playoff games. And I think with Deion Lewis going, you could see Jonu take some more snaps in the backfield and is going to be a big red zone threat for them because A.J. Brunacore Davis are going to be the ones that they look to 
because of the big bodies. And then obviously they want to stop Derrick Henry. I think Johnny Smith can really accelerate for the Titans at tight end this year. And then five busts that I wouldn't want to touch. Um, on Johnson, um, I would not touch him just because Detroit running backs have always had a bad history. They haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since Reggie Bush. Um, you know, they drafted DeAndre Swift for a reason, and I just don't think Kerryon Johnson's going to be the guy. Aaron Rodgers is another guy I'd stay away from. You know, he has injury issues, and each year I think everyone drafts him super high with the hopes that he's going to be the Aaron Rodgers of his prime and just dropping dimes all over the field and putting up huge fantasy numbers, but he hasn't been doing that. And drafting a running back in the second round, drafting Jordan Love, having Aaron Jones, and having him come off a monster year tells me that Matt LaFleur's looking to go on the ground more than having him throw it. Um, O.J. Howard's another guy I wouldn't really touch just because they did bring in Gronkowski. And with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, those are going to be the guys that are going to get most of the targets. If Gronk does get hurt, then O.J. Howard will probably be a viable option. However, I just don't see him getting the targets he needs to to be relevant in fantasy. T.Y. Hilton is a guy that I've never really liked in fantasy. I think he's a very good receiver. However, with Phillip Rivers there, um, Rivers is more of a dink and dunk. He's not a guy that can push the ball down the field. Hilton's a very deep ball threat guy. Um, I don't think he's as good of a route runner as a lot of people think he is. Another guy that always battles health issues. I think they like Marlon Mack. Uh, they got Jonathan Taylor now, too, to compliment him. Um, they have Doyle at tight end. They like these other young guys at receiver as well, so I would stay away from T.Y. Hilton. And then my biggest bust would be Joe Mixon. I feel like he's a guy every single year people think is going to be a breakout candidate and everyone's waiting for it and then it never happens. Um, I think he's gotten more consistent over the years, but he's just still a guy I don't have a lot of confidence in. I don't think the Bengals' offensive line is very good. Um, I think them drafting T. Higgins to go along with Boyd and A.J. Green tells me they want to be a pass-happy offense. You have Zach Taylor coming over from the Sean McVay system and you know that they like to air the ball out even though they had Todd Gurley um, they still threw the ball a ton and I just don't trust Joe Mixon so I would stay clear of him but those are my fantasy tips I can't wait for fantasy football to come around I can't wait for the NFL season to come around um, but yeah it's going to do it for today's episode hope everyone is staying happy and healthy please go give at English Encore podcast a follow I'll be back on Tuesday with some Bills and Sabres stuff um be on the lookout for my next guest for next week's live session. But, you know, that's going to do it for today's episode. This has been English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel.